0: tim and tom
1: hey what have you been up to what have you been up to
0: hey busy weekend tom
1: i did mine i bet was busier than yours
0: all right so saturday we cleaned and organized the house and you know what i did i organized the garage plural okay
1: oh money bags Cool. Uh
0: uh-huh no so we've got a split right on either side everything was just from combined with the move and a bunch of other stuff, right? The garage is just full of junk. Right. And none of the cars are parked inside. And I was like, whoa, it's about to get cold. I'm not trying to be out here when I've got three cars worth of garage space. So I could park a car and I'm not trying to be out here scraping my windshields. Right. So I did all that organizing and got the cars parked in there and that was Saturday. But then Saturday night we uh, talked to Adam, the neighbor who we've talked about before on the show and we went over and did essentially what was probably the last bonfire party that they throw over there uh, of the year, because it was a nice evening before the weather turned, as it has. And uh, that is always a fun time, Tom. I I don't know how else to explain it until you get out here and witness it. But I mean, it's it's a bunch of, bunch of old friends from you know from back in the day that we just happen to be a part of now because you know because <laughs> we live right next to them on the on the same plot of land. But over there, drinking some natural lights and having fun, man, driving trucks into. Uh, all over pastures, man. That's kind of how it gets down over there. And then Sunday, my work put on a Santa event for employees with families, and they did it at Power Play in Shawnee. Have you ever been there? Don't even know what it is. It's essentially. It's one of those. It's got. It's got games. It's got go karts. It's got laser tag. It's got. You know what I mean? Like a, a walk rope obstacle course. It's got a buffet. It's got, you know what I mean? Like all this, one of those kind of things, like a main event. So yeah, so it's a, essentially one of those places and the office rented out the whole place. We went there and that was super fun. We got to, uh, uh, we ate there, had some lunch there and then played a bunch of games with the kids and me and the family, the four of us, we took on another family and laser tag. And Tom, I'm happy to say that thanks to my keen, uh, laser warfare tactics, we destroyed this family. Uh, crushed their Good. dreams made their child cry uh it was great it was wonderful no it was all fun it was super fun and and so I, laser tag you've done this all right I mean it's you know you, you know how it of works course. right of so course. so I'm out there right and we get in there real quick right and I'm looking around and I'm like okay and I'm hiding behind one of the barricades right and I go to move and I get hit and I'm like ah. Oh, so I go hide to another barricade right and then I come out and I get hit and I'm like ah oh, and I'm like all right somebody's able to see where i'm moving right because i can't move at all and i see where the guy's at so i shoot at him right and uh and then i chase him over to some spot and i don't know where he's at right so i'm kind of just like reaching around and and shooting and i hit him with that and then he goes running off and i'm chasing him and then i stop at this one spot and i realize i can see the entire the entire thing i'm like elevated and there's only i mean it's four on four right so I've only got to watch their three family members. And I literally just stood there like a sniper the whole game and just picked them off. And it was, it was, it was kind of boring at the and I was like, maybe I should stop. And I was like, nah. And I just, <laughs> I just kind of kept picking them off. I don't know. I've, I knew that guy works there. I've seen him before, but I don't know who he is. So, you know, no mercy on his family.
2: Tim and Tom
1: my weekend beat yours totally oh. beat yours okay. Right. okay yep totally beat yours All right. so friday okay, night i watched the arguably the best movie of the year mm. uh i saw the big sick featuring camille oh. N- nimajani yeah you know, how was I that butchered that it was amazing ray romano should get best supporting actor he was the father in the film splendid excellent movie it's a tearjerker even more so because the girl in the movie is named Emily. That's my girlfriend's name. Uh-huh. And that pulled on my heartstrings.
0: I tell you so- what, I tell you what my daughter was, we were trying to pick out a movie to watch the whole family. And my daughter was, uh, adamant that we should watch the big six. She'd heard a whole lot about it. And we were like, eh. I don't eh. think she'll,
1: I mean, maybe, but I don't know if she'll get a lot of the humor. It's a sure. lot of like, you know, like you know the humor about how boring life can be sometimes or mm-hmm. the mundane little details things like that or like going through uh really long relationships and the trials and tribulations of that you know and then there's humor in there you know sure it it deals with that so i don't know if your daughter will get it yeah but it's good well
0: yeah, i mean i'm saying you know with her yet like, i'll watch 13? it now so, yeah 13
1: Yeah, so I mean, she might and she might get it, but she not truly feel it.
0: You can understand what the joke is, but not not really feel. You know the true hit you in the soul, right? Yeah, right. Like I crushed the soul of that family in laser tag.
1: Right, crushed them. And then uh, a theme throughout the weekend Mm -hmm. is I'm learning how to cook. (laughs) And so uh, I made. Oh yeah, you're you're
0: you're almost married now, so.
1: No, I'm yeah. learning how to cook. That's my New Year's resolution. Right, but so that's I'm what I'm saying like, now.
0: Yeah, but that's, you know, uh, yeah, okay, all right.
1: That's what so it happens. I made,
0: I made taco cups. Nice. I saw that. You showed me the picture. No, here,
1: here's the reason why I, I'm learning how to cook, not your judgmental, ho, 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 you're being domesticated. <laughs> it's because fast food is just you? tearing my stomach up oh, as I, I know. get older. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so it's I, because you're getting old, not because you're getting married.
1: Right, exactly. I can't process the food like I used to, so that's the thing. So here's a rundown of what I. Are you taking
0: probiotics? All right. Ooh, listen. Look, I should probably turn my computer sound down. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that's a fine.
1: That's a fine. One dollar. Right,
0: one dollar. All
1: right. I owe you one
0: donutology donut.
1: There it is. Yes, that is yes. That's the fine system. One mini donut. Uh, (laughs) I like it. I'll take it. Uh, So. This is the rundown of what I made. I mm-hmm. forgot what I was saying. So the first thing I made, taco cups. Taco which cups. It's you make it in like a muffin pan, and you basically just put a taco in the muffin pan. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Except for I think I made the tortillas a little bit too big because then they folded over each other. It didn't look as beautiful as like theirs did on the uh, the picture. But I Oh, didn't. yeah, they,
0: sure. No, it takes a while of doing something right. The first time you do something, it never looks like the...
1: Right. The Second one I made was chocolate peanut butter uh pancakes, and they were amazing. Yeah, that Fun sounds fact, good. I misread the first batch and I put one tablespoon of salt instead mm. of one teaspoon of salt, mm. and it was horrible. Mm. Burr, 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 burr. That was burr, the first burr, mistake. Burr. Yep. Yep. But then I redid it. I got mad at myself. I walked away. Then I came back, <laughs> tried a tip number two, did it well. It tasted great.
0: Okay, so then, wait. So wait a minute, hold on. Did did when you're getting mad at yourself, are you like hitting yourself with a with a spatula covered in pancake batter? Are you mad Are you like hitting yourself in there? like stupid top, stupid top? Like how, how does that look?
1: I hammer fisted the bowl. <laughs> does it like splatter <laughs> everywhere? Yeah. No, I, what... I mean I put it to okay. the side, put a dent in it. You're right, yeah. <laughs> just, ah, son ah, of a bitch. That's stupid. What I said. Make yeah.
0: these abbreviations more user
1: friendly. Yep. Right? Totally misread it. So right. uh chocolate, peanut butter, pancakes. Mm -hmm. That was
0: good. That sounds good. Third
1: thing I did was a glazed pork chop. Now this glazed pork chop was fun. So what I did, so what you do is you put like paprika, you put, um, some black pepper, you put, um, uh, what else did you put here? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, you put like some kick into it, right? Sure. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spice it up a little bit.
1: But then when you cook it, as you put it on the skillet, you put brown sugar over it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, and then yeah. you're putting
1: the brown sugar right. on it, and then you bake it for 30 minutes.
0: Right. Woo! So you kind of encase it. Of yeah. You kind of yeah. encase the spice under the sweet stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Made 10 of those. That was very delicious. All right. Um, Then I made almond crusted parmesan salmon. Ooh. I listen to you.
0: Yeah. Right, it was nice. good. So we'll take a table for two uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, at uh, yeah, shay tom's shay tom's
1: yeah. right. the next thing i'm going to try to do is one pot hot dog pasta
0: hot dog pasta
1: yeah sounds fun doesn't it nope you don't like hot dogs
0: not really i mean i, I you know what i do like a good like um well uh you know like a good stadium dog yes uh but typically more like a uh, like a bratwurst or something but not not a standard like american you know oh you don't like american support it's are you not Indian? it's not even just that it's just that yeah it's that process uh, like an oscar meyer you know standard hot dog from the eight pack i'm now yeah, i'll pass
1: well, I'll you talking. go enjoy your basil we'll be over here having the hot dog pasta
0: i'll just take the so. hamburger i ain't trying to have the hot dog pasta it sounds like you threw hot dogs in spaghetti
1: yeah, and it tastes amazing. It's probably uh, hopeless, like- Yeah, it's going to yeah. taste great. Right. I'm I got curious. it from, I got it from a cookbook. It's not like something I just came up I with. Not, yeah, like, I understand that. Yeah, it's not like a drunk just uh, let's put this. Was in it this. the Jeff Foxworthy cookbook? <laughs> no. Uh and then okay, no, so that was right. that was a theme throughout the weekend. So I did that. I also saw the Big Sick. And then Saturday night, as we talked about last week with our guest Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez, I went to Kansas City Fighting Alliance and I watched him Uh, fight in the co-main event overcame so much adversity first off uh hand shivering couldn't eat any food uh sick as a dog discoloration just did not feel well at all he said he ate nothing the day of couldn't he woke up two hours before he was supposed to fight wow like just in a just had the worst body flu
0: so that came on after we talked to him then because he was feeling great
1: well, he was sick before and then, yeah, then he had a couple days of like, hey, everything feels good. And then it was, nope, I feel like hell. So he fought with that condition, won a 30 to 27 decision victory over his opponent, beat the tar out of the poor bastard's front leg. I mean, kicked it to where it turned five different shades of purple and black. And so that poor guy, because I was thinking about it, think about this, that poor guy. Today. We're recording on Tuesday. Think about it. He fought on Saturday. He fought a guy who has a head cold and a flu. So now he can't walk and he has the first onset of a flu. Right. What a crappy week for this guy.
0: Yeah, and so, Not only did somebody give you the flu, but they beat the crap out of you and gave you the flu.
1: <laughs> right. So, that sucks. Uh, yeah, a great that event, sucks. Though. Uh, if you do like the cage fighting, I definitely recommend going to it. Uh, There's a lot of other good fights there. Um, well,
0: and listen back to our last episode when we talked to Anthony. Uh, you'll get some insight into you know MMA training and how he handles his career with his pro wrestling and all that stuff. It's a good one to go check
1: out. Definitely. And then... Uh, on Sunday, I went to the Kansas City Public Library, the central location, and I saw retired FBI agent, William Housley, I think is how you said his name. Uh, and he talked about the history of organized crime in Kansas City. He actually was one of the officers that took down Nick Savella, like the last big Kansas City mob mm-hmm. boss. He was There's a picture of him putting the handcuffs on Nick Savella. It's amazing. Uh, another cool thing about the event, it was on C-SPAN. So I was at a C-SPAN event. Huh? What were Fun. you doing? On yeah. Which evening? Sunday. Which evening was that? You Sunday. Were, you were uh, beating up on little kids. Way to go!
0: Uh, well, no, that was Sunday afternoon. Sunday evening, we we, um, I think we just got more of the house ready, got everything. Yeah, I was away.
1: I was I was listening to the FBI agent mm-hmm. talk about the inner workings of the Kansas City mob. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh. Las Vegas put out a blacklist of 11 people they did not allow in the city Ooh. to gamble. Uh huh. Of the 11, three were from Kansas City.
0: Wow. Listen to that. Yeah,
1: look at that. Kansas City Pride. <laughs> yes. did it
0: gamble. All right. So maybe you had a cooler weekend, although I still feel like I had a cool weekend. Uh,
1: you what- stayed at home. If you uh, left once. I totally beat you this
0: uh, week. Uh, oh, we got a lot of, uh, you know, for our mental health and our preparedness for the winter coming up. Uh, we got ourselves very prepared. We had some fun times with the neighbors and then we, uh, uh, did the power play, uh, which was fun. You know, I also, uh, got, uh, thrashed fairly handily from, uh, uh, swim trunk in the Papa shot.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He
0: was, he was draining it pretty hard. He was hitting them pretty good. And, uh, uh, so then, uh, what I did was I stole one of the pop shot balls and we did a little, uh, dribble and dribble defense practice. And, uh, then I schooled him in that because, you know, I had to somehow assert my dominance over him.
2: Tim and Tom.
1: You want to talk about a controversial subject? Cause it'd be fun. Let's do it. Uh, so have you heard about the Supreme court case of the baker who refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple? And it went all the way to the Supreme court.
0: Oh, so what happened?
1: I don't know the decision. I thought you would.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that was a thing that came out today. I didn't hear about this.
1: Well, I think the hearing happened today, but I don't know if there was a decision. But so essentially, for those of you who do not know what this case is, uh, a gay couple comes into a baker a bakery shop yeah. uh, who makes wedding cakes. Uh, they sit down with the guy. He says, hey, how can I help you? He sa- uh, the couple says, we'd like to... Have you make a wedding cake? And he says, I'm sorry, I don't do that. They were offended. They left. Uh, Then they uh, sued him for, uh, or excuse me, then the Colorado ACLU. uh, Well, he declined because
0: it was a gay couple and said, I won't. Yeah, that's what he said. Right. Right. He's against my religion. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't do gay couples. Uh, wedding cakes cause it's against my religion. And so then they went to the ACLU in the state of Colorado state of Colorado says it's discriminatory. He said, no, it's not. It's a part of my free speech. I shouldn't be able to have to do this. And then boom, 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 boom. Now it's in the Supreme court. So my question is where do you stand on this? Cause I think we differ on this.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we, I think we do. I think you're going to say that people own their business. They've got the right to kind of, you know what I mean? to do with it, mm-hmm. you know my stance is if you own a business that you openly allow and even advertise the public to enter and shop at then you shouldn't then be allowed to then turn down someone from the public you know what i mean for something along that but it happens along all the
1: lines. time mcdonald's you know? won't serve you if you don't if you're not wearing a t-shirt
0: okay so and there's a little bit of a of a somewhat of a difference that can be a
1: health concern. true but i'm saying yeah but okay right. so how about this then let's let's change the parameters and see where you lie on this right. let's say i come you're a baker let's right. use me and right i right. come in i say hey baker i want you to make me an isis cake mm-hmm. i love isis
0: okay make I mean, me an isis
1: yeah. cake i
0: mean you i mean it's a cake what are we talking about here I
1: mean, well let's say you're a very patriotic person. Now you may not be, but I was trying to say that because you're a former military person, but let's just say, yeah, again, my stance on it here is like, okay, uh, the thing I
0: think is that I think that most people understand the moral thing is you're putting these people in a position now in public to be denied service for a lifestyle choice. Right. Or, or maybe even not, you know what I mean? A choice or a, you know what I mean, or something they can't choose, right? You know what I mean. However, you fall on that thing, but what I'm saying is, uh, you've invited public come in here, come shop at my cake, and then you come in and go, "Hey, I'd like to buy a cake," and they go, "Oh no, not you." That feels wrong to me, right? So, if you want to say, if you want to say, "Hey, I don't, I, I want the public to come in here, but I don't want to serve or make something for X, Y, and Z purposes because of my religion," post it post it outside well yeah i agree with that post it let me know what you're a bad person about and i will totally not shop there how about that i'm totally fine with that then we won't have to have this problem but don't invite me into your store and then tell me i'm a bad person and you're not going to serve me get out of here who the hell are you that's how i feel that's
1: kind of a yeah but then that's kind of a slippery slope because then what if a situation comes up that I'm not saying sure that everyone yeah, well, is, everything's against, a slippery
0: you know, slope. Of course. I mean, everything's got some gray area. Sure. But
1: what I'm, what I'm saying is like, okay, what if a situation comes up that's not posted on the, on the sign? Yeah. It's well, you know, okay.
0: Will you serve that person and go right scribble it on when they're gone then, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, know, I don't you know, yeah. I mean, well, I, and, I, know, and I get that's logistically hard to do. Right. So then uh, how about this, man? I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. If you're opening and inviting the public to come in without the, you know without them knowing what parameters you will it's not like it's a soup nazi from seinfeld right i don't know these unwritten rules that you have right? right and you're inviting me to come in here if you have a private business where i've got to you know apply for some membership and agree to some rules like sam's club like i agree to come carry this stupid card with me so i can get these good deals you know what i mean like i you know that's a little bit different i guess but i don't know it just feels weird to me that you would be like Please, everybody, I bake the greatest of cakes. They're wonderful cakes. Come taste it. Oh, no, not yours. Your your lips have been on a penis. Come on, man. Like, you invited them in here. Like, I don't, I don't know. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then I also don't think that the government should be saying, this is how you run your business. I don't care what you have to say about it. You're going to do it my way. Like, mm. it's my business. Because I also think, because people oh, are upset. Okay. Hold on, let me yeah. finish. Because people are upset that this guy is refusing to serve gay people, right? So let's just say – I mean let's just say that's a consist- consensus sure. in in uh, the neighborhood or whatever, the city that he's baking in, right? Right. Well, well then let the free market – handle itself and if he sucks that bad and people are so upset with him Mm -hmm. guess what happens then he goes out of business you don't have to say no you have to do it my way that's not (laughs)
0: always true that free market argument is a, a there's plenty of ideals where that free market idea of well if he sucks and he's that much of a of a bad person then his business goes away does not happen in practice the way they say it does all the time that's not that can happen And that does happen, but that's not how it always happens. And it doesn't have to be a punitive thing of, hey, this guy won't do it. But what government is is not some entity that's not us. We elect these representatives so that we can make rules how we all decide to live together. And I think it's a good rule that we all say, hey... I'm not going to shop at a business that you've advertised, that you've told me to come in here and buy your product. Like you want me to do that. And then you don't tell me, Oh, but when you get in here and I ask for an order that you're going to say, no, because of this, I'm not going to serve you. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like is an okay thing for us to say to each other. Like, I'm not going to publicly embarrass you because I don't agree with your damn decision. Now, if you want to pre-warn me, you know, if you want to tell me no gays, you know what so I mean?
1: But, that, but that's so hard. Well, okay. Like I said, you can't... But the onus
0: shouldn't be on the person who's coming in shopping in a place that you've opened up for business to the public and said, hey, you didn't make this like straight Catholics cakes or us. There was no indicator. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, gonna...
1: Yeah. But that's so hard to say. Like It's I discriminatory, think for all of though. These things. It's well...
0: discriminatory. So what you're saying is that you should allow some discrimination uh, ability. On the business. And if you want that allowed, yeah. that's, I, I get that. Okay, but when it just feels wrong to me when you've said public. So now everybody's bouncing around. I mean, the, the, again, that's your slippery slope argument. And you never know what business to come into now. And I don't, hey, is it okay for me to shop here? I mean, I'm middle-aged and white. Are you okay with that? Like, I don't, Just seems I weird. mean,
1: I kind of feel like that's how it is already.
0: But <laughs> I know feel like I mean? if you're like... open to the public, to me, ideally, you know I mean? As a, as almost as an ideal you've opened up to the public and invited anybody passersby to come in and shop there, then you shouldn't then be allowed to tell them to get out of here. We don't serve your kind here.
1: Well, yeah, because then, you know, I still think you should, because then what if, what if I come to you and I'm super like, I want you to do it this way? Like, what if I'm a head case? Like with, let's keep on with the, with the wedding cakes, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is a process. That's not just a, I show up on one day and then I show up on another day and we're done. Like there's a, I want my details here. I want this to be that, you know what I mean? It's a process. It's a collaborative process, right? So what if the customer is just being the biggest jerk possible and you're like, I'm done. I, this isn't worth my time. What, what I'm charging this person and what they're doing to my business isn't worth it anymore.
0: Well, that's a little bit different because you've already established in an engaged relationship and you were already attempting to serve that person. And then things went sour because, you know what I mean? You do right.
1: But they could easily say, I gave you my money, so do my job.
0: Yeah, well, that's I mean, what I'm saying. That's, again, but that's also yeah. a matter for the courts to decide yeah. and then they can determine, you know what I mean? And that's where right. the that's where that government thing comes in again, because we've decided that's how we'll determine these things when they can't handle it on the ground between themselves. Yeah, I you know that. And I also think, I mean, I don't know, man, whatever. I mean, we can go a lot more deeper into that.
1: Well, uh, because I also think with how we say capitalism is a free market, that's where I go back to. And I know you said it's not always the case, but it mm-hmm. can be. <laughs> If the person is such a jerk, they'll go out of business.
0: Yeah, but there's like, also, yeah, but that's not the case necessarily because there's super many instances where some people have certain, and that's that's in that instance of a singular business, right? I mean, mom and pop cake shop, right? That or, that's, or highly like that's highly affected. That's highly affected by you know how they treat their individual customers. But like a Papa John's. You, I bet you a thousand people a day to Papa John's have a horrific experience and well, Papa John's keeps chugging along and selling pizzas. You know what I well, mean? Like, it
1: well, hold on from a national standpoint. Uh, yes, but there is definitely word of mouth where it's, you know, the one on 13th and Maine. I mean, I don't know if there is one on 13th and Maine. I was just using that. As sure, right. Yeah. The one on 13th and Maine has a jerk for a general manager. So we don't go there. Sure. And then that one goes out of business. That's what I'm talking about. That's how I think the and free market works. Yeah. And it can,
0: and it can, but it, right. I mean, again, it doesn't always, I mean, you know, some things just like yeah. that happen, but, and again, I don't necessarily care that that person who hates gay people for whatever, uh, I'll call it dumb reason they have, uh, they, you know, like, I just, I, I just don't get it, man. Well I, just, and like, I, well, I don't think they hate the
1: person. Well, but whatever, like, say,
0: I, I won't, yeah. eh, like, yeah. uh. You, you have no clue what the rest of your people are doing. And like, uh, it, 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 I don't know, man, it, it gets to me, I just don't feel like you should, like you should be able to tell people to get out of here based on something like that at all. It didn't have to be with how they're, how they're being a rude customer didn't have to do with them. You know what I mean? Being a health hazard didn't have to that. you know what I mean? It's just this like, you know, I don't know. Everybody's making yeah. a, a political statement through stuff like that lately or a religious statement. And a lot of people need to get over their own beliefs, for one, because people are more important than beliefs. So sell those people a cake yeah, and shut up. And
1: get on with your deal. No, I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah. I can't
0: yeah. No, you, what? Can't,
1: you can't say, hey, the core of what you think you are, you have to get over because someone else.
0: No, I don't think you have to get over it, but I, ha- I want you to think that people as human beings are more important than the book you read that told you gay people are yucky. Yeah. I do want you to think that. Yeah, I absolutely do want you to think that.
1: Not yes, in this instance. with Yes, cakes. I know. Yes, no. I do. What not with, with, this... with kids. What? No, with not with cakes. I'm saying now, oh, if it's like cakes. save this person. Cause you're a doctor that yes, but you know what I mean? Like I don't agree with them. Like, I'm making this up the Muslim faith and I'm a doctor. I'm going to save the Good. Muslim person, but if I don't want to serve, but it's not about cakes,
0: this- it's not about cakes. It's about a human experience coming into this business. That's advertised. Come buy my cakes. And they came in and said, I would like to buy a cake. They did everything you asked. And then you went, Oh wait for you to No, get out of here. You've now, degraded these people in public you've now tried to make them you know what i mean like it's it's you've done that and you opened this business and said public come shop here without prior known restrictions and then publicly done that to them and i think that's wrong
1: yeah and now i agree with the whole if your one stance let's for example just say your one stance is no fill in the blank right then yeah you should post that Now, if you have a list, well, then maybe you should just be advertising like we are specifically this, right? But or just not be
0: opening a business to the public if you don't like the public. You know what I mean? Well,
1: who likes the public? (laughs) Well,
0: but exactly, I don't like the public, but you don't see me out here with a storefront inviting them in front of my face. I just want them listening to my voice on my (laughs) podcast. But I mean, that's my point in that idea. It's just like yeah. Come on, man. You, let's be a little bit nicer to each other. Like, don't. Well,
1: that's a that's a bigger that's a bigger idea than sure. companies should be doing X, Y, and Z. Here's ah, what that's I- where I do- I don't Here, like
0: that. Here's what I don't think. I don't think this person should be run out of business. I don't think they should have throngs of people standing outside with signs telling them that they're horrible people because they said this to them. I think they have some belief and that, that they don't want to participate in that. And I get that and I understand that. But I wish they'd kind of rather sit down with these uh, with this gay couple and talk to them more often and try to, you know, get to know them better rather than tell them get out of my store or whatever. Like, you know, like I just don't, well, I don't want them running say, out of business. I I, I would just yeah. rather like we can somehow, you know, like some people have to be somewhat protected to not be publicly degraded on things like that, especially something that now we've now said is legal. Now it wasn't at the time. I will give it that. It wasn't right. like a statewide, you know, a nationwide yeah. legal thing, but
1: now he did say because I listened to his uh, I listened to an interview that the baker and the couple did on uh, the New York Times uh, podcast, the, the Daily. He said, "I'll sell them anything. I'll sell them as many cupcakes as they want. I'll sell them as many cookies. I'll sell them whatever it is. Just not a wedding cake because that's where See, I but draw That's, just, draw
0: that's where on. I want to get at the guy. Like what? 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 What about the marriage? Like, and that's where I it's want to get into his the, belief. Okay, but I can ask that." Why do no, you yeah, believe that? I can,
3: that? Yeah, I can yeah, ask yeah. that.
0: Why do you believe that? And I can challenge that belief. And I can, you know what I mean? But that's where people start throwing hands up and they're like, I won't have you, blah, blah, challenge and question this point. I'm like, oh. Huh. Well, yeah. But, but, you, I, no. but you're you going to grandstand and not sell a guy a cake. But we, you know what I mean? Like, let's figure this out. Like, I, I want to yeah. know.
1: No, I want to know. Agree. <laughs> I agree with you. But yeah. I think he does have the right to say, like, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, sure. Be- and yeah.
0: if he does have the right to say it, then cool if we're and if we're going to do that then i feel no sympathy when he is publicly shamed and run out of business
1: right and that's exactly what i'm saying let the public right yeah but what
0: i do what i do feel like is that feels a little barbaric and life disrupting to both parties right he's now publicly degraded somebody uh and they've now went on twitter and everybody's publicly degraded that guy and he's lost business and now nobody's happy when everybody would have just agreed hey maybe we just won't ask questions and if i, I invite know, a public but- and i don't have a pre-list you know what i mean like we can try to maybe preemptively avoid such disasters to everybody's lives
1: i don't know but i always think that when these conversations come up nationally that's how progress is made right right so if this situation now you could say they're the martyr on whatever side of this argument you're on. Sure. But they have to go through that so that the change can happen. You know, right. go to the other go to the other topic of the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. Look at all mm-hmm. this change that's mm-hmm. happening with the flag and all of that. Well, guess who's not in the league right now? Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. So right. it sucks for him because he's not making any money playing the game that he loves, mm-hmm. but in return, mm-hmm. look at all these things that are now we're talking about in a yeah. national discussion. Well, so, and, he,
0: and he's been very uh, adamantly open about that. Like, hey, man, if this is what it took, you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm happy so, to give that up, you know?
1: Right. And so for businesses and what they should and shouldn't be able to do, maybe these three people, the the couple and the baker, this is what they have to go through. You know, yeah. sometimes history doesn't choose or sometimes you don't choose history. History chooses right. you. And yeah. this is what happens. <laughs>
2: Tim and Tom. I like nutcrackers.
0: Hey, yo. Do you have a
1: nutcracker? Um, I don't. I do.
0: My mine pre-cracked. Oh, I'm sure I, like I have that. a nutcracker somewhere in the house. Yeah, I'm sure we I do. I
1: love nutcrackers this time of year. Get yeah. Because yes. it feels festive. It feels like the only time I can bust out my nutcracker is during yeah. the Christmas season. Right, right? Like yeah. you get, do this in March, yeah. people are like, what are you doing? If I do it in December, everyone loves it.
0: Yeah, you put out the raw nuts, you crack some nuts, you eat some. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's it's definitely a traditional thing, yeah.
1: It's like an eggnog, right? Like, you can't drink right. eggnog in July. Hey,
0: you can't eat, drink eggnog ever. It's, almost, it's gross, man. What are you drinking that?
1: Well, you know what I mean. Yes, it is very disgusting, but I'm saying it's more of a holiday dream. Yeah.
0: Well, my kids, my wife and kids love it so much, and they, I guess somebody put out uh, Halloween Nog now. Uh, oh, they're stretching, you, need, you need to they're, give
1: them up for adoption. They're stretching
0: this Nog thing out to Halloween all of a sudden. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Put that Nog back where it goes. That Nog does not belong here with the ghosts and the goblins and the skeletons. The Nog belongs what? over there with the Yule Logs and the reindeers and the Santas and the presents.
1: <laughs> well, now that I'm thinking about it, because I told you initially to give up your entire family for adoption because mm-hmm, they drink it. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, Halloween, it does match because it has that off yellow color mm-hmm. that looks like puke. So, it could so go yeah, with a you, could, you could use
0: it for maybe a, um, yeah, some sort of party favor, perhaps. Mm. Right. Yeah. But yeah,
1: get it out. Get it out of here. Yeah. Tim and Tom do not support eggnog. Uh,
0: Tim
2: and Tom.
0: I just want to talk about this tax reform bill they pushed through uh, that's been all in the news, right? They did it late night, gave everybody one hour oh, to review.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, be specific, though, because one thing that I hate about how the news has reported this is it wasn't early in the morning. Early in the morning is when the sun's coming up at 6 a.m. <laughs> right,
0: yeah, No. This was late at night. night. Yeah, this was late at night. 2 a.m. Right.
1: Yeah, 2 a.m., dead of night. That's when it passed. And it had, yeah, again, I don't care.
0: Now, I don't care what side of the the thing you're on. None of this, this 500-page thing coming through with an hour at 2 a.m. with, have you seen the pictures? Scribbled. -scribbled Mm Hand-scribbled notes that are illegible on it. That should not be allowed to happen, period. Period. I don't care what bill it is, who's bringing it in, nothing. That's not allowed. That's stupid. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and some of the uh, copier didn't catch what the bill says, so you have a bill that's half written. Yeah. No. That's again.
0: This is again, okay. (sighs) And I know, government can be intrusive, and government can feel like this thing that inflicts rules upon society, right? But again, the beauty of our system, in theory at least, is that we are supposed to elect our representatives. How do we get enough of it? If you poll 100 people, 95 out of 100 are going to tell you, yeah, that's stupid. I don't care what side does it, right? How do we get enough of those people together to go to make a big enough statement to these representatives to make them pay attention to that? Or to then also say, hey, look, I know we are fighting over gay people, but right now we've got somebody who's not listening to us about stupid bills getting pushed through. This election, we're going to have to put aside our gay people argument to kick this guy out so we don't have these stupid tax bills that nobody can even read. Like how do we amass enough of that? Like
1: I just don't Well, because information gets muddied, right? So you could do that, but guess what, the other side, it it could be Democrat to Republican, mm-hmm. Republican to Democrat. You know what the other side's going to say and they've already said it before in the history of paying attention to politics. Well, those are paid protesters. That's not really the public. Those people are coming because they're paid. That's been said since the 80s, you know, from both sides. So, yeah, get 100 people. They're very passionate about tax reform or Citizens United or gay rights or you know, fill in the blank. And the other side will muddy the information and confuse people. That's the hardest part. Then the hardest part, we're getting really big picture here. I believe the hardest part is trying to decipher through a 24 hour news cycle that says, here's a story. Here's a story. Here's a story. Here's I just saw before we started taping or started recording this podcast about a boo. You were from the Simpsons, you know, Yeah, yeah. it's a racist stereotype and he needs to be changed. And that is what helps society. That is what is needed now from writers on a 24 hour news cycle. But yeah. that's not even a thing. No one talks about that. That's not, that's never been controversial.
0: Yeah, nobody's you know ever I mean? brought that up yeah,
1: that yeah, I've heard of. But because of a 24-hour news cycle, we have to have content, so now we have to have an opinion, right? So now you automatically thought, well, is that something bad? Is that something good? That when You're never even thinking about it, but that's what happens. And so, just, again, get the 100 people, bring them to government, and guess what? I'll come up with a story that says 60 of those people are paid, and this is who it's from. It's dark money, blah, 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 and now you're confused. I just want
0: everybody it, – it's very evident, right? Okay, if this is supposed to be the government that represents us, do you think Naria, one of those people is representative of your life at all? They're all this uh, suit-wearing, rich, uh, backdoor politics people that are out there. Now, where are – they're all career politicians or businessmen in politics. Where's the scientists? Mm-hmm. Where's the – Policemen, yeah, I guess a few policemen get in there. Where's the fire? Where's where these people from other walks of life getting into this? I almost feel like there should. I, I'm a definite favor of the term limits idea when you get into mm-hmm. levels of things like that in Congress and stuff. But like, just man, this is clear, man. These people are, and and you read some of the stuff. They're sneaking in big money for donors and things like that, and they do it on both sides of the things. We are bought and paid for, and everybody recognizes that, and everybody says that on every side of the political divide that you can find libertarians say it uh bernie sanders folks say it standard democrats say it republicans say it right they all say well the money's all the in in politics is the problem well man then we what do we do about that why is everybody still arguing about guns and gay people like why are we not fixing the root problem that we're not going to fix any of these other problems if the decision makers are all selling out to to everything going on like how do we fix that
1: problem well, it already went to the Supreme Court, and it, it was passed because they said governments are individuals. It's called Citizens United, uh, Justice Chief Roberts. The, yeah, yeah the businesses. businesses are individuals. Yeah,
0: but again. That's what it was said. But again, okay, we, can still, we still make our laws, right? We can still get enough people voted in with enough of a mandate to say, okay, that's still got to get fixed, right? They can still pass a new law that could be held up by the – I mean, like, you can still do it with enough. Oh, so that's the supposedly the beauty of our system here.
1: Well, yeah, it's supposedly. Because right. yeah, it's not that way, right? Like, right. but how do you, we get it there? That's Well, the- through a process of effort and time and paying attention and sacrificing <sighs> to yeah, get no, even more bigger picture, it's it's stop watching keeping up with the Kardashians or Monday oh, Night Football man, yeah. and understand that your politician voted that uh it allows corporations now to dump their waste in rivers. Yeah. Or, you know, it's that. But what do you want to do when you get off at five o'clock? Do you want yep. to go pay attention to the bill that's going to be uh, presented tomorrow morning? Or do you just want to veg out and say, I want to watch half-naked men play fight in a wrestling ring?
0: Yeah, right? it does feel like there's got to be an easier way in 2017 to at least get more people uh, involved and engaged. Uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Oh, well, there's plenty of political apps. But again, it's all about what is. what are you ranking, right? What are you ranking? Are you ranking you? Or are you ranking Bigger picture, because a lot of people say, hmm, "That's not my concern. I don't care." Yeah, or how can we
0: all like idly by, uh, or sit idly by and watch the FCC announcer like, "Hey, we're gonna break up the internet, and make you guys pay for it like you pay for cable TV now." All right, and everybody's like, "No, no, 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 don't do that." And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, we're gonna do it. It's for your own good." And everybody's like, "No, don't do it." And they're like, nah we're just gonna, yeah, we're just gonna do it."
1: Well, like, no, how does this they happen? Told you- Yeah, well, because they told you and they tell people who will listen, the people that are saying no aren't really saying no. What they're doing is they're being told by the opposition to be louder because there was 700 comments and calls the night it was announced that the FCC was going to break up the Internet. And they deemed that only 10 percent were actual valid calls and the rest were bots Mm. from, uh, you know, automated systems. Now, do you know if that's true or not? Oh, no, we no, don't yeah, know. Sure, no. But you know who has the information to tell you if, you, if that's true or not? Them. And right. so, what do you believe? See again. That's what's hard about this whole system. Ah! Hey, guess what? I'm a chef. Well, hopefully
0: they'll uh, they'll offer some great podcast packages, and you'll still be able to listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> right here on Tim and Tom. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you'll have to pay five ninety nine. A month, uh, you know, in in advance of that, maybe you should start practicing and uh, uh, donate that money directly to us before the government gets their hands
2: on it. Tim and Tom.
0: Stay tuned later in the show. We've got Ryan Wachowski, of 610 Sports Radio to give us a little sports update. We do these every once in a while. We did one recently with Nick Jacobs. That'll be fun.
1: Yeah. And sports uh, is moving uh at a fast pace every single day so it's good to keep you up to date on the new things that are happening with the local sports teams and we will talk to ryan and uh see what his thoughts are on the current state of affairs yeah and we'll
0: see uh uh we've we've decided and we'll talk to ryan about this a little bit but i think we've decided it's my fault that the chiefs suck now
1: it's your fault for a lot of things mm-hmm. uh sports included
0: yeah it's completely my fault uh last time we had a sports update. Uh, I think we said you heard it here first, Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. And then directly after that, I mean, even days later, uh, we all know what happened. So it's my fault. So we'll ask Ryan if he'll forgive us over there at 16 Sports Radio or not.
1: Fun fact, going to the gym can increase your GPA
2: tim and tom
0: so the chiefs are back on the winning ways tom what'd you think of that
1: they tried their best not to be on the winning track but they (laughs) unfortunately for them are now apparently
0: i said it would be so chiefs so chiefs to to find a way to lose that game right i mean i was just man they they tried tried. they tried they definitely tried so we like to talk sports once in a while, you know. But what do we know? You know, it's not our world. I mean, we watch sports, but you know, as a as a casual fan. So we got to talk to some experts. Uh, we'll see if he bills himself as an expert. We've got Ryan Wachowski out of Six Ten Sports. Uh, what's going on, Ryan? You there?
3: Yeah, I'm here, gentlemen. How are you
0: today? <laughs> We're good, man. We're good. Uh, a little excited after a Chiefs victory. It's always good after you beat the Raiders,
3: right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think for for a lot of Chiefs fans, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for optimism after this week' game. I mean not only just getting that win and kind of getting that off your, you know, that monkey off your back, so to speak, but they showed a lot of signs of promise too. I mean, Kareem Hunt was able to top over a hundred yards. He got into the end zone for the first time in a very long time. And, you know, in my opinion, I think he was just kind of running with a little more, uh, just a little more confidence after he got into the end zone. So uh, Matt Nagy calling the plays again for a second week in a row as well, really gave him a spark of optimism and, and it showed kind of what he was capable of. You got to see, uh, A little bit of Alex Smith. Now, there were a couple of times that I thought Alex could have taken the shot here and there and kind of tucked it and ran a little early, but uh, I I think there was a lot of signs of optimism. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. A lot of reason to be excited after a win today. So
0: you touched on the Matt Nagy thing there real quick, man. To what level can we expect that that's 100% honest? Like, what level do you think Andy Reid actually is in there, if any? Or do you think it's truly like, hey, I'm hands off, I'm letting Matt do all this?
3: You know, I kind of sided with Torres Paylor from the start on this one. And, and the way that he kind of see it, and, you know, I, I kind of see it the same way, is that Andy Reid's still going to be the guy that's putting together the play the play sheet. So everything that's on there, everything that's getting ran during – during the week and getting practice and getting installed as far as the game plan goes, that's going to be Andy Reid and Matt Nagy working together. Now, come Sunday, whenever Andy Reid gets ready to send him out there, that, that play sheet that he's got, that's that's both of them collaborating together. And then Nagy's the guy that gets to kind of pick and choose what he's going to call off of there. So, uh, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy that's that's pretty notorious for scripting the first maybe 15 or so plays and so you see a lot of that already he's going to have his thumbprint on that obviously the first drive or so um, but after that I, th- I think you are seeing Matt Nakey kind of get a chance to uh to kind of show what he's got and you've seen some some, some different kind of calls and some different aggressiveness down the field early and downs to where like you know on a first and 10 type situation you see him wanting to take a shot downfield and kind of catch that defense wanting to creep up and protect against the run so Uh, I think that's a little bit, again, like I said, I think a reason for optimism when you see Matt Nagy being able to do that. And and also uh, this week when I see Matt Nagy calling the plays, I see him kind of sticking with Kareem Hunt as well. And I saw some people kind of tweeting about the fourth quarter and why was Kareem Hunt still in there and why was he still getting touches so late in the game. I I, I like the fact that he stuck with Kareem Hunt. I like the fact that he wanted to stick with the run and grind it out. So I, I do think that, there's a fair amount of Andy Reid in what's going on week in and week out, but I think over the last couple of weeks, you've seen kind of a unique game plan that's that's kind of uniquely to Mac Nakey.
1: Taking a step back before uh, the game today against the Raiders, uh, the Chiefs have lost four in a row. Can you explain what that was about? Because you know the first five games, they look to be the best team in the league, and then they lose two games to New York Jets and the New York Giants, who are abysmal at best. How can that be explained that we beat the Patriots and Eagles, but then we look like that we don't even know how to spell football, let alone play it in four games against two of those kind of teams?
3: Well, I mean, if I had the answer to that question, I'm pretty sure Andy Reid would be paying me handsomely for it as well. So I honestly, I feel like they're over a span. There was a stretch where they didn't even have the answers. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think it kind of came down to a lack of focus and just kind of a a little bit of buying into what you know the media was saying about you early on and and you starting out five and oh and you're right you beat two of the best teams to start out the year in, in the patriots and the eagles and people think you can kind of put it into cruise control and that you're going to be able to sustain that and I think some of the team kind of bought into that. And and you saw today that there was a different kind of focus in what they were doing. And there for three quarters. I think they're at the end of the third quarter. The the Raiders had like 110 yards or something, something like that. It was ridiculous. So you saw a, just a different level of focus from the guys today and what they were doing. And it's not that I think that had kind of, you know, the weekend and week out and day in and day out type of stuff that they were doing, it changed. I think that there was just kind of a little too much buying into the hype. And so if I kind of wanted to put my finger on what I think the problem with the chiefs is, I think it's that it kind of peaked a little too soon. Mm. And when you beat teams like the Eagles and you beat teams like the Patriots, the expectation level rises. And it's not to say that there wasn't expectations coming into the year for the chiefs, but all of a sudden you go into having an MVP candidate in Alex Smith, and you go to being a Super Bowl contender and people talking about you running the table in this division. And, you know, at the end of the year, after things play out, you're right here in the thick of it where where you've got a game with the Chargers going on right now that you, they could kind of be tied with you right now. Mm-hmm. So you're still kind of log jammed in the division, and the way that the things kind of shake out over an entire season is just, you never kind of know. I mean, I hate to use the any given Sunday mentality, but you never know what's going to happen over a, over a whole 16 games. And so, you know, when you start out 5-0 and and you start out that hot, it's just hard to continue to do stuff like that. And it's really easy to lose focus.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think we actually figured it out, and it's that the last time we had a sports update, uh, uh, we made a proclamation that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl, so I think we brought a curse.
1: Tim, onto the- no, no, no. No, no, no. 10-minute <laughs> yeah, okay. proclamation. Right. I said nothing.
0: Okay, so so it's my fault. But curse aside, as you've said, now here you are, uh, if you're the Chiefs, you're in the lead of the division or possibly you know still having to fight somebody off for it. But you you're, theoretically, you win that game, you get in the playoffs, and you've seen you can beat those teams that may lay in front of you. Now, albeit you're going to have to go on the road, and maybe not the Steelers. You, you haven't necessarily beat them, but you've been close and knocking on that door so it's not necessarily lost it's a harder road than you thought you're gonna have going in I mean do you think there is that ability left in the Chiefs or are they too beat up did they get too far behind and we'll just kind of you know we'll get close again and and fall short on the road like that
3: you know you kind of want to buy in based on the fact that the 5-0 and team at started of the year is largely the same team that you have now and you know, aside from Eric Berry being a guy that, you know, let's not understate the loss of Eric Berry sure. at all. But with Eric Berry being gone, like aside from him, you don't really, you're not really any net negative. To this year, or to this point of the season, and so I think that you buying into what they did early on in the season is still is still viable, especially when you go into the playoffs and you, you know, and you know that you went on the road and beat a team like New England, and for all intents and purposes, we all know that the AFC goes through Foxborough every year, and. So you, you didn't clear that Steelers hurdle, and that still scares the hell out of me. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's starting to look like you're going to get a home playoff game if you do, in fact, win the ASU West. And that Chargers game is still going to loom pretty large yeah. at the end of the year. So, you know, you, you've, you if you do win the division, you likely get a home playoff game. And, and I think at that point you're going to start hearing a lot of the hype about Arrowhead, and you're going to hear the Arrowhead magic and stuff like that. And I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, for me – I think a lot of that's a thing of the past, and mm-hmm. it's it's still a great stadium, and the fan base is great, and I don't want to take anything away from that, but let's face it, you've lost two games here at home yeah. already this year, yeah. and your playoff record at home isn't great, and you're going to be facing a team like, it's looking like maybe it's going to be Jacksonville, and so mm-hmm. if you've got a team like that that comes in here, that's defense is good, and, I, I don't, and, and let's not even sell them short, they're great, they're a great defense. Like, if they come in here and they're able to do some things, I could, I could see the Chiefs getting an early departure in the playoffs.
1: Well, going specifically to the Kansas City Chiefs skill positions, you were speaking about Kareem Hunt and him getting some touches late in fourth quarter. And you know, we all know that the, those first five games he looked to be the AL, uh, or excuse me, the uh, NFL rookie of the year. But now that's kind of you know expectations have kind of lowered because some of the games he's had hasn't been the best. But is he still on track to be? next year starting running back because you know west today got a touchdown we still have uh you know with running backs you know you could sign another one tomorrow and then that guy's the next big thing is is uh cream hunt someone that we can still take stock into and like build into a uh i guess franchise player
3: oh absolutely i mean coming into the season we you know i thought and myself and a lot of people thought that really Hunt was the only guy in this draft that was going to make an impact for the Chiefs this season. Like so much of this draft this year was about building towards the future. And you took Pat Mahomes and you took a guy like Tano Passano that was a project and you were thinking about building towards the future. And you took a guy like Jehu Chesson, who's a, who's a deep threat, but your your idea behind it is building forward towards uh, the Pat Mahomes era. And I think the same thing is true with, with Kareem Hunt. and. Spencer West or Spencer Ware, sorry, was a nice back, and Sharkhandrick West, you know, he's he's always going to be that complimentary role if he is in fact on the team. But, you know, I think he fits well as a third back if he's if he's going to be taking that role. But, when you look at a guy like uh, when you look at a guy like Spencer Ware, yeah, he's he's absolutely going to take a back seat to to what you've got with with Kareem Hunt because the guy has let's face it, he started the season on fire and he was able to be I think it was. Six weeks straight of over 100 yards all-purpose. So the guy was some, something special. And I know that here in the middle of the year, he kind of fell off the tracks a little bit, but he's able to get it right. And when this offense is clicking, it runs through Kareem Hunt. So he's a special kind of talent. He's a guy that he's not going to take a backseat next year. The Kansas
0: City core of running backs, Do I don't know the other team's full Uh, outfit what they're bringing, but do we have the coolest set of names at the running back position? (laughs) I mean, what do we got? We got Sharkandrick West.
3: We've got got Sharkandrick West, and Sharkandrick West, he'll go by by the Charizard, right?
1: Another skill position guy, uh, he actually didn't play in this game because he was suspended, is Marcus Mm -hmm. Peters. Now, he's known, at least from what I've always read and heard, as one of the best corners in the NFL, but he's had issues like Throwing the flag from the referee and kind of getting into a fight earlier in the season with the Raiders. So, is this a guy that's going to like wear out his welcome here in Kansas City, or is his talent going to keep him here? what What can you expect from him as as far as the future goes?
3: Yeah, I think I think the question kind of alludes to one of the ugly truths about sports is that if you're talented enough, people are going to let you get away with a lot of things, and we've seen it from anything from off the field issues to on the field issues, and Marcus Peters is the kind of guy who, let's face it, number one is he doesn't have off the field issues. His stuff is all on the field, sure. and and what he does on the field, um, you get a mixed bag, man. I mean, you really do. And and I'm one of those type of people that, you know, if if you want to let your if you want to let your personality show in your play and and your fire and your passion, I, I'm for it. But you got to be able to to know what the line is, and you got to be able to know when is too much. And I think that he's he's crossed the line on a lot of occasions. And so, you know, with, with a guy like him, he's such an incredible talent. And I know that this year the numbers wouldn't necessarily pan out to show that Marcus Peters has been as good as he has been. But his first two seasons, the guy was a top five cornerback in the league. And that's not something that you can just go pluck out of a draft any, any old day. Like that's something that, you know, I'm not going to say it's a once in a generation talent, but that's something that doesn't come along every, every day. And so you want to be able to retain it when you have it. But, you know, I think a lot of the fan base is, is, is split on it, man. And I think he's what he's, he is the most polarizing athlete in Kansas city and Uh, You know, at that point, you just got to, if you're the Chiefs, you got to decide whether or not you're going to let your fan base call the shots, and Mm -hmm. they've shown that they're not, and I'm not necessarily saying that they don't care what the Mm -hmm. fans think, but they've shown that they're going to go out and and take a few shots. Like, uh, you know, they took a shot on a guy like Tyreek Hill, and they knew what type of reaction they were going to get, but they were willing to take that shot, and they were willing to take all of the things that kind of come along with it, and so, uh, and and that's turned out, you know, for for lack of a better way, it's turned out the best possible scenario for them. That he's turned out to be a you know a great player on the field, and he hasn't had any other incidents off the field. So yeah. you know, you keep looking at a guy like Marcus Peters, and the problem is, is that you start getting comparisons to, you know, Tyreek Hill number one, or uh, I, you know, I've heard a lot of people compare him to Larry Johnson, and 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 I, I just think all those. Comparisons are unfair because those guys we're talking about have a lot of off the field stuff and 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 you know They're not doing what Marcus Peters is doing and I think a problem with it is a lot of it boils down to You know people just having a preconceived notion and saying you know This is what I'm gonna think of Peters because of you know the 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 protests Mm -hmm. and and what Marcus Peters does during the national anthem, and what Marcus Peters does on the field with some outbursts and yelling at Bob Sutton and cursing at a fan in the stands and throwing flags like that type of stuff wears on fans, and and sooner or later they're going to say, "I want this guy out." But you got to admit, like the guy's good at football, so. You know, at some point, you got to say that that kind of talent doesn't come along every day, and it's not as if we're getting in trouble off the field. So I, I'm not saying what's the big deal, but you can't let the fans call mm-hmm. the shots.
0: So kind of in that regard, we're, you know, Marcus Peters, yeah, he's he's a hothead when he gets out there because he's an alpha male and he's, and he's a high-level competitor and wants to win. And in that vein, we kind of talk about that once in a while too. Like, uh, you know, we seem to want to have this oversight on how – you know, they treat each other in these games as we're sitting in the stands. You know, like, do we, you know, and the other, I forget the player's name off the top of my head here, but who just had the, you know, oh, why don't we play flag football rant? Like, at some point, uh, what can we expect when we send guys with alpha male mentalities out there who've been doing nothing but playing this game all their life? At some point, do
3: we got to let them play? Like, where do you fall in, in that line? You know, and that's too is, like, you know, we see – we see games like this past what well, it, was a Thursday Thursday night game with the, the Steelers and Bengals and so many hard hits and so much I mean, let's just say, so let's call it it was. There was violence in that game. It was a violent game. Right. And a lot of people just loved it. But there were a lot of injuries in that game too. And you see mm-hmm. you see the bad side of what that does. And and the thing is, is that that is what football is at its very core. It's a very violent game and you know, I think Eric Winston. A lot, a lot of people mock him, but he he nailed it, man. Like yeah. it, it's he, he said it's not the it's not the Roman Coliseum and they're not gladiators. Well, I'd beg to differ. Like people view it that way, yeah. and and that vibe, people love that stuff, man. They eat it up, and and that is part of the game. And so, you know, they 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 love to be able to to have that end of it and have that outlet for it. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, you know, you've got to to let these guys do what it is. And if if you're going to call it for what it is, it's a violent sport. All right. Well, let's
1: switch topics a little bit and get back to uh, Kansas City sports. One thing that I'm interested in is the Kansas City Royals and, you know, that core group of guys that won the World Series for us in 2015. A lot of those contracts are up in the air. We're in December uh, is this a time that we need to start paying attention to what their moves are as far as, uh, you know, visiting different uh, teams like that? Or is this still like a holding pattern? When can we expect, basically, moves from these Royal free agents?
3: Let's face it. I mean, look around at the at the other teams in the division. You've got the Cleveland Indians who have been in the postseason and near, near a World Series in the last two years. You've got the Detroit Tigers who are kind of in a rebuild mode, but you've got the Chicago White Sox who have a really promising young team as well. And so you've got a lot of t- competition to where I don't think the Royals stack up well, and I think the front office kind of sees it the same way.
1: Giancarlo Stanton, the Marlins uh, outfielder, the NL MVP, now signing with the Yankees, uh, playing with Aaron Judge. Is that a move that's going to like be earth-shattering to the Royals? I mean, you said that the Royals may not be... In contention, but still, they're going to be playing the Yankees. Is is the Yankees now the the for the World Series with that move, or what? What do you think about that?
3: Well, you know, it was funny because we were having a conversation the other day about whether or not uh, you'd rather have a guy that's a hundred RBI guy, or you'd rather have a starting pitcher that was just an ace starting pitcher. And if you look at the, the guys that were in the top of the RBI hunt, like all of those guys weren't in. The, the World Series, but you look at the starting pitchers, and all of these starting pitchers that have these high ERAs and these high innings outputs, these are the guys that are in the World Series. So, uh, you know, to say that, that, you know, 100 RBI and, and 40, 50-plus home runs equals the World Series, I think is a fallacy, but it certainly makes that team interesting to watch. And, I mean, you've got two guys that are that are likely going to hit 40 or more home runs, and you've got 100, you know, 200 RBI out of out of guys like Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, so it's going to be a it's going to be a tough team to beat. But are they going to have the pitching to back it up? So uh, as far as them and the Royals, you know, that's I think that one thing that's kind of discouraging for fans will be that Eric Hosmer has been rumored to go to the Red Sox, and so with this signing, obviously, you're going to have to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. So, you know, does this kind of force the hands of the Red Sox to go towards Eric Hosmer? Is that a guy that they think can kind of compete with what's going to be going on in New York?
0: If Kansas City goes the route of, you know, rebuild, you sell off the the big-name guys and you try to get a couple picks off of the the farm system and try to do that route again where, okay, we're going to spend a couple years, kind of what Houston did. The issue I see with that, and, I mean, it seems to work, is if you miss do you put yourself in worse damage because now you don't have the big names to sell off? Like, is it – how risky is it? Like, how damaging could that be? Is that something to to weigh when you're making that decision?
3: Yeah, and, you know, I think you're kind of feeling the the effects of that right now as far as, like, what the Royals had to deal off to get guys like Ben Zobrist and Johnny Cueto. And you're starting to feel that now because the Royal farm system, I mean, it's it's not what it once was. And it's not even in the uh, top half of baseball anymore so and then you're talking about a farm system is there for about 10 years was in the in the top five top 10 farm systems in all of baseball so a lot of that was sold off to get that world series run in that world series in 2014 and 2015. so wow. you know you're kind of feeling the effects of that as it goes right now and then when, it, when you're looking at the royals future the nice part about when you know, I hate to say nice, but like the the good thing about the departing free agents Eric Hosmer, uh Mike Moustakis, and Lorenzo Kane is that all of those guys were offered uh, qualifying offers, and all of those guys turned those qualifying offers down. So when they do sign a free agent deal somewhere else for over 50 million dollars, the Royals will get a compensatory pick in the first round for them. So. Yes, they'll be able to start building through the draft for the future this year when Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakas, and Lorenzo Kane go elsewhere because of the fact that they're going to go ahead and get those compensatory picks. So – You know, you don't have to necessarily look at it like you didn't get anything out of those guys, because I know a lot of fans were in that mindset that when you didn't trade him off last year and you didn't wind up making the playoffs, that you wasted the the opportunity to kind of trade him and get something. But you're going to be able to get three first-round draft picks, and that could be pretty valuable for you.
1: Well, let's go back and uh, go to the topic that we started with, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now that we got this victory over... Uh, the uh, Oakland Raiders, the Chargers, as we're recording right now, are, are playing, so we don't know the outcome of that game yet. But what's the outlook look look like uh, from your perspective about the Chiefs? Are, is this a team that you think can make some noise in the playoffs? Are we missing the playoffs? What would your gut feeling tell you right now?
3: I mean, I think my gut tells me that you're going to win this division just based on the road that you have ahead. In fact, that Chiefs still have – Right now, as it's a tiebreaker with the Chargers, so with that second game, obviously that's going to loom pretty large. But you know, I do think the Chiefs are going to make the make the playoffs. And and again, like you know, like I said, after today, I think there's a lot of a lot of reasons for optimism after seeing some of the things that you saw on offense. Obviously, Kareem Hunt uh, getting over the hundred yard barrier and back into the end zone today was big for him. And I thought he was running with a lot of confidence. So, you know, can he carry that over to the next week? And I think that was one of the big questions that that I had from last week against the Jets was even though there was a loss, you know, even though it was a loss, there were a lot of, a lot of good things that were happening on offense. And it was a really productive day on offense. And I think you saw some of that be able to carry over today. So, you know, that gives you reason for hope because of the fact that they were able to bring some of that offense from last week to this week and translated into a win, and and they're going to be facing teams that are very similar to to the to the Oakland Raiders down the stretch. I mean, you know, you you look at the the schedule that the Chiefs have over the final three games of the season, and it's it's teams that let's face it, on paper, it, they match up very well against. Now that didn't vote so well in the middle part of the season, but I think over the final three, now that you're starting to see some things click, now that some things are starting to come together. You're gonna start seeing the Chiefs be able to play a little bit better football and it hopefully it'll be a little less depressing every Sunday.
0: All right, you heard it here first. Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl.
1: No?
0: Isn't that what he said? All right. So Ryan, we'll let you get back to your day. I know you got a family you just had, uh, recently had a, a a new child if I if I remember correctly, is that true?
3: Yeah, man, yeah. We got a uh he's what, three and a half weeks old now, be four weeks old on uh, on Tuesday. So Congratulations. Yeah, it's uh, it's a whole different. It's a whole different game now, man. I mean, you know, I was used to the, the the kid routine from kid number one, but you know, so it's not so bad as far as like changing diapers and everything. But you know, I'm all in the zone with one little kid, and I turned around, and I was like, oh yeah, I got a five year old here too. I gotta gotta like watch some some stupid movie with them or something
0: yeah no you got to tighten up that zone on the parenting there when you've got more than one now because you've got to kind of you know you can't let you got to keep your head on a swivel there so yeah, it's
3: a delicate balance man it's, it is. it's a delicate balance man I,
0: I know it well so all right it's the day shift at 6 10 it's weekdays 10 to 2 uh the day shift with lake and bank you kind of keep those guys in line there once in a while they get out of hand if you're not there you know keeping them steady so uh check them out on there in 6 10 and and what other plugs man anywhere people can follow you or anything
3: yeah, at Ryan Kelsey on Twitter, man. Just give me a follow on there. Uh, you know, I interact, so hit me up and uh, you know, let me know what you think about the show, good or bad. You know, I'm always down to chat.
0: All right, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll we'll cheer together when the Chiefs are in the Super
3: Bowl. Had a boy, had a boy. All, all right, right yeah. so <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> all right. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See you later.
1: Well, I think we got another too early to call pick from you. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you'll jump the gun again. Not the first time. I thought that's uh, what he probably said. Probably won't He's, be the last. I thought he uh, said she I think winning. you heard things that you wanted to hear. He gave me uh, hope.
0: He gave me hope.
1: Yeah. Uh, hope, uh, I like his take on the Chiefs. You know, we had Nick Jacobs on a, a few weeks back, and he gave you more of the X's and O's, and Ryan today gave you a little bit more of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. uh, attitude, skill positions, what we can expect, things like that. I like his take on Marcus Peters because I agree with him too. You know? Me too. A, a lot of the stuff isn't off the field actually none of it is off the field he's not hitting his wife or pulling a gun on someone it's just in the heat of the moment he doesn't like what you know some ref who's not even doing this full time is calling while that affects Mm -hmm. his play so you know you can't really hate on him that much I do have a soft spot for Marcus Peters as it is though because I watch Marshawn Lynch's uh Facebook show and he's on there from time to time and he's super hilarious but Anyways, uh, I like Ryan's Stakes. It was really good. That was interesting. I don't know if he said Super Bowl. I think that's what you heard, uh, but time will tell.
0: You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. I should go get a tattoo. That's what I should do. That's what I should do. You should go get it. I should go get it.
1: Well, I mean, you should get a tattoo, but maybe not a world.
0: Chiefs, Super Bowl uh, champions. Champions. What's the Super Bowl number this year? Right. And then get it like, yeah. Right.
1: Just put the year 2017
0: on my face. Like instead of a teardrop, it just. (laughs) Chiefs.
1: just an well, arrowhead coming maybe, down
0: from your ear maybe i'd need the teardrop then at that point too. so yeah all right well then let's get out of here we'll come back and tom can talk to us about some events coming up and give us the lowdown on what's happening around here and we can talk about our favorite things of the week when we come back here to tim and tom
1: fun fact research shows that people are the happiest at seven twenty-six p.m on a saturday nice. night Flex, Flex, Chief. Give me credit, don't deny me. This is not a hobby. Rep the town of people, stand behind me. Kill city, got
0: me. Boy, the bossy quit to catch a body. If you try to stop me, put in work to show for me to be
2: a legend. Tim and Tom. Tom,
1: we got some stuff going on this week. I tell you what, we've got something for anyone that is in the Kansas City area, whether you are a family man or woman. If you want to go out and experience some fun animals, if you want to go out and experience some good music, we've got it for you. As always, there are a ton of events going on. You can, again, as we say almost every episode, check out Union Station, check out uh, the Nelson Art Gallery, check out uh, all these Center. different types. of Yeah, all these great places that have events that are going on every single day of the week, it seems like. But here are just some highlights, so let's get into it, all right? Yes. Winterfest Winterfest. at Worlds of Fun happens December 15th. That is Friday. Uh, It happens from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. This is going to be a lot of fun. Again, a family event. Uh, It's going to have Snoopy out there, Charlie Brown. You can get some free candy. You can take some pictures with... Uh, The characters that they got out there, as always, they're going to have the polar bears, the penguins, Mm. uh, all the other types of animals on display. Uh, The weather I heard is going to be a little cool, but it shouldn't be too bad. I think the high they're projecting again, weather changes every single day uh, is going to be around the 50s. So from 5 p.m. to 10 10 p.m., bring a jacket, bring a coat. Uh, maybe some hot chocolate, which I bet they will have served there. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out Winterfest at Worlds of Fun.
0: If you haven't been to one of these themed events at uh, Worlds of Fun, they go all out. Like their Halloween event, this Winterfest. I mean, th- this isn't just, oh, we put up a banner sign and then we'll sell you a, th- a holiday-themed cup. Uh, they've got characters hanging around. They've got special you know, parts of the park cordoned off for special things. It's super fun time out there at those things.
1: Definitely. And yeah, they bring it. They put a lot of pride in their events. And just like Tim said, uh, this isn't a thing where you're going to get a banner and it's like, well, what's the difference between this and any other time I go to the zoo? You will tell as soon as you park that this is going to be a special event. So, again, that is Winterfest at Worlds of Fun from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. December 15th. I like
0: that.
1: Now, going back a day before that, on Thursday, December 14th, ooh, do we got something fun for you. Yeah. Uh, some great alternative music. It's the Night the Buzz Stole Christmas Night 2. Night 2. Now, they also have another uh, Night the Buzz Stole Christmas, and that's Night 3 on December 16th. But this, again, is gonna be Night 2. This is gonna be at the Arvis Bank Theater at the Midland. It is gonna be featuring the headliner, Ex-Ambassadors.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you've heard this probably all over your uh, local Kansas City radio if you're plugged into the alternative scene. This is a pretty popular song here.
1: Definitely. And a band that I'm very excited about that's going to be performing on the same stage uh, just before X Ambassadors is going to be Iron Tom. Yeah. And uh, let's check out a little bit of them.
0: What metal Tom are you, if they're Iron Tom?
1: I am... Are you Aluminum uh, Tom? I am... Yeah, I'll You're go Aluminum.
0: aluminum. You're Aluminum Tom? But this how is do, iron How tom. do the
1: Europeans always say it? Aluminium? Al- no, they say know. it different than us. They, oh. I think they say Aluminium. Aluminium or something? I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be aluminum. How about right. that? Aluminum. But yeah, Tom. Iron Tom. Yeah. They put on a great show. I haven't seen them live, but I have watched some of their uh concerts on YouTube and they bring it. X Ambassador's got a lot of good hits. We've played one of them, Renegade. You've heard that probably in car commercials. And like I said, if you're plugged into the alternative music scene, you've seen them there too, or heard them there. Uh, but, again, this is going to be Thursday, December 14th, the night before Winterfest. Uh, this is going to be at the Arvis Bank Theater at the Midland. Doors open at 730. Again, the address for Arvis Bank Theater, as I like to give it to you so that you know, is 1228 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri.
0: And those nights the buzz stole Christmas is another thing where 96.5 The Buzz, they love to go all out when they have events. It is not something you that will feel like, oh, that was kind of bland and boring. You always have a good time with their
1: events. Definitely. And let's just get right into night three, uh, just real quick. That's going to be Saturday, December 16th doors open at six 30. That is again, going to be at the Arvis bank theater. Uh, they've got borns, AJR kitten, Brandon Phillips and the condition, a lot of good bands there. I prefer night two. So that's just a Tim and Tom recommendation. Check out night two, but if you can't and you need, uh, some music in your life, December 16th, night three of the night, the bu- the buzz stole Christmas. So let's get into the next one. Uh, It is going to be on December 16th as well. Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those events that we just told you about. Kind of like the Worlds of Fun. When they do an event, they do it big. This is going to be at the Kansas City Zoo. It's the Penguin March. Yes. Huh? Yes. Penguins? How how fun is it just to watch a penguin move around?
0: Yeah, just one. And then when there's
1: multiple... Yeah, it's going to be great. So this is going to be at the Kansas City Zoo, uh, 6800 Zoo Drive, which is a fun address to say. Uh, The Penguin March, uh, they're going to have, again, hot chocolate, all the fun stuff, giraffes, bears, lions, tigers, penguins, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, like we just said about Winterfest uh, for Worlds of Fun, uh, this is an event that they also take a lot of pride into. And they are gonna give it all they got. And I definitely suggest grabbing a little one, whether that be your own or niece or a nephew, and checking this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, not some not some little one that you don't know. Make sure you have to have the parental permission first.
1: Right, if yeah. You, either don't you're go the parent or on right, our yeah. recommendation. Yeah. Right, yeah. We said bring a relative. Do yeah. not bring a random. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you will get in trouble.
0: Yes, yeah, so you have to have a full authorization of
1: who makes responsible for Or – or, here's a tim and tom recommendation or uh the events from 11 a.m uh to two uh go on a day date with uh, your significant other mm-hmm. right yeah well it's more romantic than watching or, little penguins walk around huh?
0: or to try to find a significant other you can take them on a day date there also and show your soft side and show that you enjoy the animal uh you like to connect with nature
1: right definitely yeah, plus. so there you go. You got you got some Winterfest night, of the Bustle Christmas night two and night three, and the fun Penguin March. All right. Check it out. As always, like we said at the start of this segment, check out all the other reoccurring events at Union Station, Power and Light, uh, Westport, Kansas K, Kansas City K, KCK. Mm-hmm. All the fun things. It's fun. It's great. It's happy.
2: Tim and Tom
0: remember herm edwards former coach of the kansas city chiefs
1: yes i do
0: mm-hmm. uh, lively personality right
1: uh, Indeed. Out,
0: outspoken gentleman it's been a while since he's been here he's pre todd haley in his hat um uh, old todd haley in the hat
1: right
0: there should be a broadway play called todd haley in the hat no uh, so we had herm edwards and now he's been doing commentating for the football Right, been on the uh, on the TV doing commentating, and he picks up a job recently. is announced as the new head coach of the Arizona State University football team. Right, good good job for Coach Herm. He's an excellent football coach. Right, certainly. Uh, uh, I feel like he's you know in the NFL, he's kind of a. I feel like he's like Jim Harbaugh, where he's so 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 energetic that he's better in the college game. Right, those kids, you know, get behind that better. Right, grown adults, you know, <laughs> professional sports players are like leave me alone. You know what I mean? Call the plays and let me get out, you know, get out of my face. Well, so he's got the job. He's he's going and doing his press conference. You've seen these a hundred times, right? Uh, well, a million. We're, we're gonna dig in. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna look forward to this challenge. We're gonna make young men out here. Uh, we're gonna talk about discipline and yada yada yada, right? Well, the Arizona State uh, fan base is there and some reporters. Now, side note, Tom. Quick trivia question: See if you know this. What is the mascot name of Arizona State University? Oh, I know it. It's Sun
1: Devils. Mm-hmm.
0: What What is the name of the stadium they play in?
1: Oh, I don't know that.
0: Sun Devil Stadium, right? Okay. The Arizona State Sun Devils. You know what their logo is? A Sun Devil. It's a Sun Devil with a pitchfork, right? They are the Arizona State Sun Devils. Okay. Herm Edwards is at this press conference, being announced as the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Okay. And a gentleman is is going to ask a question, right? And they always announce their name and the and the uh, publication that they work for, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Johnson, Kansas City Star, or whatever, right? I don't know if that's a real name, but I just threw that out there. But So we'll play this here as Herman Edwards is answering questions uh, from a gentleman who's working for uh, Devil's Digest, right? Right? For the Sun Devils. Oh. get this up here.
3: Yes, sir. Code Rubino, Devils Digest. Uh, devils well, Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devils Digest. Okay. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out, them devils. Uh, just saying. Well, you are good, brother. We're good. Gonna devils all, all over the place. I ain't so. taking it personal. Uh, when do you plan to meet with the assistant? So wait, a minute. do you think
0: like I, he has to know it's the Sun Devils? Was he just kind of caught off guard and didn't realize it for a moment when the guy asked the question? Or, I mean, like, and then he had to, like, play it off. Like, how did this happen, man? How do you go in there and not?
1: Yeah, I think I think he honestly thought this was like, oh, I'm taking a question from a satanic writer. And then he had thought to catch a himself, satanic himself like, writer. oh, <laughs> I probably, he probably thought yeah, so. He just heard right?
0: Devil's Digest, and he's a Catholic. Maybe it's really, you know, prevalent in his life, maybe, right? You know what I mean? Maybe he's, a, you know, one of those guys that maybe goes to church a lot or something. And maybe heard Devil's Digest, and his instant reaction is like, whoa, back off devil. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like Maybe that was it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that probably went over like a turd in the punch bowl, uh, with the Arizona state fan base. Don't you think that was fun, huh?
1: Yeah. Not your, uh, great, <laughs> First uh, foot forward, as they say. Uh, so we'll see how he recovers from that. He's a fun guy. I think oh, he's he'll fun. Be able to laugh at himself, but yeah, not the best indication that you know where you're at and what you're doing.
0: Yeah, It's like, it's, it's like, what do you say? Like, stay away from them devils. Like, well, hey, man, <laughs> what are you gonna not you realize?
1: Coach him? Yeah. That's what you're gonna have on on Saturdays when you're coaching is a double. Wear your shirt.
0: that on your yeah.
2: <laughs> Tim and Tom. There are smart people, and then
1: there's A.J. Lester.
0: A.J. Lester.
1: All right, so uh, for fans of the UFC like I am, uh, we know that last weekend uh, Jose Aldo and Max Holloway uh, fought each other at a UFC pay-per-view, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people probably saw this bout for free, and that's all thanks to Lester. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Lester was able to stream the UFC 218 in full over the weekend across multiple platforms, including – and I never heard of this until I read this article – including Twitch, which Twitch yeah. is uh, – a uh, service that you can watch uh, people play video games and how they play the video games. And you view them playing a video game. It
0: is like one of the most premier huge video game streaming. They broadcast their games and they've got like their, their head in a box as they're playing the games and they're commenting. Right. It's huge Twitch. Okay.
1: So remember that, right? So, uh, what he did is he had this, uh, stream across multiple platforms, including Twitch. Yeah. Uh, and what he did is he put himself in the corner of the video yeah. uh, with a controller in his hand. Yeah, why? Because Lester was pretending to play the matchup as it was a video, as if it was a video game, so he wouldn't get in any legal trouble. Yeah, which is AJ great. Lester going down as one of the great Leech. men in american I, history it's still i'm
0: still would be worried about legal trouble aj lester um well but- <laughs> at
1: the time of this article uh it said that nothing had happened but his twitch platform has now been shut down right
0: yeah and he's a lot lost, of times yeah a lot of times that. after the fact sometimes they can't you know what i mean like they can't because you can't necessarily be like, oh, you know what i mean like it, it's hard to do after the fact with some of those streaming rights because of the the gray area and the verbiage in the laws for that yeah, that's But fun. credit to him Good for giving him. out
1: UFC 218 for free to the people. What a Robin Hood and, in this digital <laughs> era.
2: Tim and Tom. This was
1: a fun episode. Did yeah, you I like was. it? We got into some fun politics. We got into some fun sports. We're talking about penguins. Where else do you get this kind of information and entertainment, huh?
0: Nowhere. Nowhere but on Tim and Tom.
1: You, t- you tell me where you're going to find a Supreme Court case, Kansas City Chiefs, and Penguins in the same podcast episode, and I'll give you a dollar.
0: Yeah, one dollar. Well, we'll buy you a Donutology donut. There you go. Let's get out of here. We will, gosh, we'll be back next week for more Tim and Tom. Make sure you hit up some of those events that Tom listed out, all the fun stuff to do out there around this weekend. And then uh, we'll just be back and we'll talk to you another week.
1: Hey, fun fact before every show, John Legend eats half a rotisserie chicken.
0: Flows in a stash. Damn, the feelings got me
1: in my bag. It ain't worth it trying to grasp on
2: the turf and in the grass. Tim and Tom.